What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 458 here on Wednesday, May 17th. Uh, been a lot going on since last Thursday. Sorry, no episode yesterday. I was traveling to the free state of Florida. Coming to you live from there today. So, how's uh, Disney? Yeah, well, that that's how you know how people always post that. <laughs> here's how you would know if I was kidnapped. That's how you would know if I was kidnapped. <laughs> well, there was a was it not not Disney World, but you see that there was a full blown brawl between two families at Disneyland. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> I love when people go full rat. Like, yeah, like fist fight, like city. I don't know. It's like you're on a family vacation and you're trying to do this. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> I saw that on uh, Carnival Cruise Lines quite a bit when I went on that one cruise. <laughs> Somebody got the buffet line. That's usually what happens. The buffet line is like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Uh, the debt default looms. We are running out of time. Um, I still think that they will get a deal done. But as Kevin McCarthy said yesterday, the, the timeline is running short here because it does take some time to move a bill through Congress, regardless of how yeah. fast they are moving. Yeah. So, and this all stems from Biden's months long refusal to negotiate. And then he eventually kind of backed down, but now he's also trying to pull the same, you know, it should just be a clean increase. I'm like, we've already made clear that that's not going to happen. Now I do think that maybe there's some room there to, you know, get rid of some of the stuff that Kevin McCarthy and the GOP wants. I'm not as hardline on this as, you know, I normally would be on a spending bill per se, because this isn't a spending bill, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is a time for budgetary argument, you know, and you can make the argument that, yeah, of course, the raising the debt ceiling is a good time for that, at least to guarantee some cuts on future appropriation bills. But we can't have a, a default, especially in a time where we're already being undercut as the reserve currency for the world by China and India and all these other shithole countries, as we talked about, that are banding together to try to take us out. Bricks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not a time for that. And, you know, they're, all they're doing, Biden is doing by refusing to negotiate is weakening our standing in the world. I mean, look, at wasn't there just like a, an attack on a U.S. embassy yesterday that barely got even co any coverage because the world is such in fucking chaos now? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll, it was I'll, in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, or maybe or it was some shithole African country. But usually our U.S. embassies are safe. But I think multiple U.S. embassy staffers were murdered. U.S. citizens. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was in Nigeria. It was a convoy attack. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was told that the adults were back in charge, and you know, we were going to be respected again, and all that fucking bullshit. It's only getting worse, and it's going to continue to get worse. So, don't anticipate it to get any better because it's just not. So, yeah, you have that. You have the the domestic financial system still in great risk, especially if 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 a default occurs. I don't even know what's going to happen, honestly. Like we could, we could make predictions, but nobody truly knows because it hasn't happened in modern times. Yeah. Right? People say, "Oh, well, it's happened in the past." Yeah, like a hundred fucking years ago. <laughs> um, you know, the financial system is not the same now with computers, automated trading. I mean, you could see, I could easily see a case where ten to twenty percent of the market just gets lopped off in the case oh. of an official default, because you know that the media is going to go full-blown hyperbole with all of this. 
Yeah, and they're gonna blame us, and then right. Right. you know it's, it's gonna be you know let's let's not forget that like a forty percent lop off is pretty much a return of like Hoovervilles in the twenty first century. So yeah, I mean, there'd be tons of homeless people because they've lost everything. So well, there would be trillions of dollars in value lost immediately. Now, eventually, maybe it would come back, right? But a devastating hit like that to the market is not something we could just sustain. Yeah, there can't would be, that up. There'd yeah. be millions of jobs lost. Businesses would close. The the currency would. I, I don't even know. Like I really don't know how bad it could be. It could be Armageddon level on the financial system. Yeah, and, and maybe we'll survive it. But like I, I don't want to tempt that right now. I don't. Oh no, especially not. I mean, first of all, you never want to tempt it. But yeah. also, especially with this leadership that we got here. So right, right. Well, because. <laughs> As we've talked about in the past, there's no confidence that this administration can handle a crisis whatsoever. I mean, and I'm talking a real crisis, right? Like we've had bad situations occurring over the last two years, and they've failed at every turn, right? But nothing truly, you know, existential, right? Nothing that could really just take us out. And yeah, we've been inching towards World War III and global financial ruin and all that, but that's like a slow burn, right? Like we're the frog in that boiling water, getting up to the boiling point. This would be a flashpoint, right? This would be an instant thing where the markets would instantly correct to the point of who knows what. It's just something you don't want to do, right? Like everyone knows I'm normally a very hardline guy when it comes to the financial system, spending, all that stuff. This is just not something you want to do. And I don't agree with President Trump's assessment that, well, it's going to happen eventually. No, it, it doesn't need to happen. Right. We can we can we can cut spending and get back to a balanced budget without defaulting on the debt that we've already spent. Yeah. Um, It's not an it's not a necessity. Yeah. Uh, Now, now to get there, though, man, you know, we're going to have to reform entitlements. Well, sure. And and that's that's like like the Everest, you know, you know, sized wall that we're going to have to run up against because. And that's a huge problem that I have with the campaign that Trump's running against DeSantis right now is he's using that as an attack point against DeSantis. That DeSantis wants to reform uh, the entitlement, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. And to get to a balanced budget, we have to do that. I mean, that's like what 60 to 65 percent of the federal budget is that. And that's just automatic. There's no wiggle room. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're, we still haven't paid for George Bush's Medicare Part D expansion. Yeah. I mean, we still yeah. haven't paid for that. Which well, Social Security is great for seniors. I mean, for sure, it lowered it lowered their prescription drug costs. But, like, that was a $700 billion expand. I think it added, like, what, 10 to 15 oh, trillion unfunded liability. We, I mean, like, we still haven't, like, you know, made up for it. And then, and then we went to war. So, I mean, everything got racked up on the well, Not to mention Social Security is going to be insolvent within five years. Yeah. We got to raise the age. I mean, that's been like the most, the worst kept secret for like 25 years in, in this town. And nobody wants to touch it because the ads get drafted with all the old people and the walkers. Well, that strong. lobby is very strong, you know, and really? the pharmaceutical oh, companies yeah. are in on that too. Yeah. Because they don't want their gravy train to stop. Yeah. Um, it's the largest generation we have right now, the boomers. I mean, it's just, it's it just, it, it, it's, it's something we got to deal with, but it's, it's just I, a mess. And I think that yeah. there's, there's a conflation of the issue here between this debt bill and spending cuts, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that this is a time to, to try to get that done, but also we control the house and we get to draft the appropriation bill for September. 
So we're going to have time to do it. Now, thanks to Mitch McConnell, we gave away that authority for the entire year, essentially, because he teamed up with Democrats. Remember, we talked about it, you know, back in what, uh, November, was that? Yeah, before, yeah, around Christmas time. Yeah, he just signed away. He was very happy that, you know, the Ukraine uh, military packages all got funded for the next, you know, three months or so or so. And, you know, he he just wanted to get the hell out of town. Uh Uh-huh. So. The Senate's on vacation right now as we speak, so it's just like, what yeah. the hell's going on? I think there's a deal to be had where they just top line a number, right? They don't have to pick what they're going to cut. They should just say that we're going to cut, you know, to, you know, 500 billion, really it should be like a trillion, but 500 billion in annual spending, right, for the next five years. Kind of a sequestration without actual, you know, there, there's a lot of wiggle room there. And I just feel like this is not, I don't know. I, I just yeah. worried about oh, what's going to happen here. Yeah. And you have Biden going to this stupid G7, which we get nothing out of, by the way. It's just it's just for the top economic powers to hobnob and plan these. It's like communism. They have like these like four or five year plans that like never happen. Never happen. Well, and we're the ones and then, always fucked. Yeah, and and then he first of all, what? Why was he going to Papua New Guinea, Australia? I can understand. Well, I think he's, he's cutting the trip short. Guinea. He's cutting the trip short, apparently. Yeah, no, I know. it's like look, it's, the whole thing's ridiculous. We they should be coming to us. Yeah, one's funny. Yeah. We're the pimp, right? <laughs> yeah. Like like they should be coming to us at all points. I don't I don't understand why that is that way, but. Talk about Title 42 real quick here. It ended. The illegal immigrant invasion was ongoing last week. But, but Texas saved our ass. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. They, uh, uh, the public, uh, public safety agents were deployed along with the National Guard and they put up the, the barbed wire and they said, You're not coming in. Sorry. At, at the direction of Governor Greg Abbott, who did a great job. And see, borders work. If yeah. you just enforce them, it's not difficult. Um, so and then, uh, DeSantis, DeSantis is sending some law enforcement, uh, to help them out. I, I, I saw, saw that. that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So it's definitely not great down there, but it's vast improvement of where it was a week ago. And that's due to the States stepping in and enforcing this, um, which apparently the federal government is not happy about. And I'm like, well, they just saved your ass. So you should probably show a little bit of gratitude. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, these these court dates now that they're giving these, which by the way, a court ruling said that they couldn't release them without court dates, and apparently they're abiding by that. These illegals, and so, but these these illegals are getting court dates as far out as twenty thirty. Yeah, no, I know it's ridiculous. So first off, who really thinks these people are going to show up? And secondly, they did just get to stay here for seven years as illegals. Oh, I know, right? It's fucking outrageous. And then as they're here, they're giving out welcome packages, which include smartphones and documents, and then they fly them for free all over the fucking country. Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, I know. What else do we got here? Oh, an Afghan national on the terrorist watch list was arrested at the border trying to sneak into the country. So that's good. Great. Uh, And it just goes back to our point. We worry about these are the ones that are caught, right? But – the ones that get away are just as numerous. So, uh, what else do we got here? 
Oh, this one really pissed me off. So in New York, right? Yeah. A soon-to-be-married couple had booked a block of rooms at a hotel for their wedding guests. Standard practice, right? Well, not so much this time because they were canceled to accommodate the housing for free of illegal immigrants at taxpayer cost. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah. And in New York, the hotels are kicking out homeless veterans. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, I saw all that. Yeah. yeah, makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's really uh, it's a great country we got here. Yeah, it's, um, it's, ugh, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, did you uh, – oh, real quickly on the border. So our uh, great fan, Gail, emailed in. And we strive to be correct here on the show, particularly me. So want to talk about the child rape thing because you mentioned, you know, these kids are getting raped all over the place. Yeah, so, Mayorkas, Mayorkas the rapist. That's right, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she sent some very compelling material that showed that the children are being trafficked into sexual slavery across the southern border every day. Um, and so you were correct on that one, and I was wrong, and I will admit that, and that's what I do. But yeah, so these kids are being raped, and Mayorkas is directly responsible. So is Joe Biden. Yeah, um, it, it's only getting worse down there. I mean, could you imagine if these things? And, they, and then a kid died in custody too. I mean, yeah. could you imagine yeah. the yeah. fucking screeching from the left if these were happening under Trump? Oh my god! It, again, like impeachment. There would have been impeachment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, New York playing back the cages. I mean, I hate to say it. Well, not, I should say that. I mean, like they're going to have to have. Some sort of mass detention center. So basically, they, they, they already need, do, and they have yeah, been the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah the, the concentration camps. Oh, remember that? Well, I don't know about concentration <laughs> camps. I mean, <laughs> these kids have PlayStations, pool tables, air conditioning. So it's not it's exactly Salisbury steak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember that? And they were yeah. freaking out about that. Yeah. Like great yeah. conditions. Uh, it's better than their shithole countries that they illegally crossed from. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, no, the cages have existed. And have continued to exist and will continue to exist, but the media won't talk about it because it's Joe Biden and they'll protect him at every turn. Yep. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else on the border? I think that's it at this point. So real quickly, before we dive into the Russian collusion hoax report that we finally got from Durham, which disappointing outcome on that, but we'll get into that in a second. I want to talk about another thing with Russia, right? They blew up a Ukrainian slash nato arms depot which and you were telling me the value of this it was half a billion right yeah it was, it was like 500 million yeah about half a billion dollars yeah, it was half a billion dollars worth of arms and ammunition that we provided just gone and who do you think is going to be on the hook for that yeah <laughs> us yeah <laughs> i'm sure we'll give them another uh, 10 billion to make up for it because that'll be a reasonable response. Um, I think we've now crossed 250 billion dollars total in aggregate assistance between cash and arms, so a quarter trillion dollars. And it's more's coming as long as he's president, he's going to keep writing those checks. So, oh, for sure, for sure, everybody just just bear and grin. <laughs> you know what? I just found reprehensible though yeah. was I was reading an article forget what it was it was financial site and they wrote this article and was like the worst part of the potential debt issue the debt default is that our aid to ukraine is in jeopardy 
Who wrote that? The, the nation? worst part. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'll have to find it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a lefty site. I mean, well, you know, all the media is lefty, but yeah, uh, yeah the worst part. Not the, the not the domestic financial ruin or the global financial crisis that will come of it. Us pimping Ukraine would be the worst part of it all. Part of it all. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> These people are fucking unhinged. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about this Durham shit. You've been following this a lot. Yeah, uh, so basically Durham said that yeah, the FBI broke every rule, regulation, law and such that there is. But nobody's going to pay the price for it. There will be no consequences. There will be no charges, which is just totally outrageous. And it it just backs up everything that we've reported since day one. The yep. Steele dossier was fake. Crossfire Hurricane was was so corrupt and illegal. Yeah, it was illegal. Yeah. It was at the direction of Obama and his you know communist spy chiefs and Comey, and they all colluded together to make up this ridiculous plot against the president, President Trump. That was designed to keep him out of office and then damage him severely once he was in office. I still don't understand how nobody is going to go to jail for this. Yeah, but yeah. What's yeah. your take on the whole thing? I mean, it, it's we're vindicated finally, but where's the teeth? You know, no one's going to go to jail. Most of the statute of limitations on on the charges that that could be filed against these people have expired by now. Uh, it's kind of like what they did with uh, what's his name Clapper. Remember when he lied under oath, and then yeah. Obama finally, you know, they, he just waited the clock out on the statute of limitations for that. So it, it's just a media exercise now, just you know how how they react to it, putting their head in the sand. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, they you know they 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 bared the evidence to keep the the illegal spy warrants going. They you know there was nothing. That could have uh, been justified to greenlight any of these investigations, but you know, it's listen. Remember, they thought that Hillary was going to win, so they could get away with this coup. Yeah, this yeah. Coup. I mean, that was pretty much it. And then, you know, when he won, you know, there was that was well, that January fifth uh, in twenty seventeen yeah. meeting that Obama had with Susan Rice and all of them, and how to keep this basically quiet and you know hidden in the DOJ when Trump takes over, this, that, and the other. And then it just became you know the you know just hamstringing the administration mm -hmm. you know i mean listen we, the, the whole bias being a motivator i mean that was that was that was exposed in the horowitz report mm -hmm. how the fbi conducted itself in 2016 which you know the left erroneously says said that the fbi was not biased no that's not what exactly what it said he said i mean if you read kimberly strassel's column about it you know five years ago she she cuts through the nuance mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you know, Greg Gutfeld, Greg Gutfeld had a good point. You know, with all this crap, I mean, what what who's not to say that the 2020 election allegations aren't, you know, don't have don't hold water with all this oh, yeah. crap. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. But like where are the crazy ones? Mm -hmm. Well, I, so I have a few things on it. One, you know, we, we covered it from day one and we knew it was bullshit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there one thing. You're right that they didn't think that Trump was going to win and they'd be able to totally cover it up. And that was when they really got caught with their pants down. But how they proceeded to continue into the Trump administration with an investigation they knew was unfounded and illegal, uh, and the fact that nobody's going to pay for that and go to jail, it just shakes the foundation 
of the FBI and the legal system to the core even more than anyone anticipated, I think. Yeah. And it just proves the fact that it all needs to be ripped down and started from scratch again. I agree. And that what they did, this conspiracy, this plot, was so many orders of magnitude worse than January 6th, which they love to obsess and foam at the mouth and touch themselves about. It was so much worse. They talk about threats to democracy. They are the threat to democracy. The call was coming from inside the house. Yeah, they are the threat to democracy. This is was this was more damaging. I mean, I I can't think of anything honestly. I don't know. I, I'm sure that someone can make a point about something that was worse about a plot inside the government, right? I mean, yeah. for God's sake, the CIA killed JFK, but like you know, in 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 modern times, right? Like post Nixon, Watergate was like a drop in the bucket compared to this. Oh, yeah. Nixon just um, had a little slush fund with creep. I mean, that's yeah. you know, early in 1973, that was a big deal. Now it's like everyone fucking does it. I mean, I mean, this was just Clinton, the Clinton family had the biggest one of them all. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I love the greatest crime in the history of America, as Trump says, and I, I totally agree. And even, you know, Jake Tapper, I love this. L- listen to his report about about this Durham report, right? Roll that clip. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. He says Trump was proved right to a degree. No, not to a degree. Yeah. Totally. 100% yeah. right. Trump was 100% right that it was a plot against him. It was fake. It was a hoax. It was made up the whole time. There was no collusion. And then I love how the left pivots and says, nobody was saying there was collusion. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I would love to go back and and get a count on how many times collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia was mentioned on the news for that, what, two-year fucking period of bullshit? The worst. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. And no one will pay for it. No one will go to jail. People and, have been rewarded for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I oh. mean, they still have that piece of shit, Peter Strzok coming on and Andrew McKay coming on TV to comment about justice. Yeah. Oh, and how the McKay was like the intelligence was real and how mm-hmm. Durham doesn't understand, you know, how we do, uh, you know, investigative work. I'm like, dude, you don't even know department policy. That's why mm-hmm. you got fired. <laughs> and Jake Tapper to say that he was patient zero for the collusion hoax. Him and CNN. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. (sighs) All right. It makes me, it gets me so proud of (laughs) It's just fucking bullshit. And there's still people, even after this, that say that Trump colluded with Russia. I know. Yeah. And there was was Russian interference in the election. There was no Russian interference. everything, Everything that the big tech companies did, right, in response to this, quote, Russian interference was really just a power grab to suppress conservatives and conservative media here inside the United States when you look back at it, because that's all they did with it. They thought that $100,000 of Facebook ads swayed an election in which, what, $2.5 billion, not even counting outside money, was spent? Yeah, okay. If I could control an election with $100,000, I would do it tomorrow. Yeah. Cope more. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy. And then you see how corrupt they are in the fact that while all this was happening, uh, the IRS moved 
to get rid of the entire investigative team probing Hunter Biden's taxes. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Spencer mm-hmm. wrote, about, wrote about that, and yeah. it's like, okay, so that means they found something. <laughs> yeah. The DOJ, yeah, the DOJ ordered the removal, which means that Merrick Garland is responsible for this. Yeah. That's I correct. Think, I think, well, that it, remember, it's under the executive. I think Biden picked up the phone. Definitely, 100%. Gave an order. Gave an order. Where are the call logs? That's yeah. all public record. Um, and, and of course, now the Secret Service is refusing to hand over key documents about Biden's beach house with the visitor log because, of course, they don't want to display who that is because we all know he was taking bribes. Yeah. Um, and even more important, there was classified documents all over that fucking garage, which he was not supposed to have. It was illegal. Yep. And, well, apparently not a, not a big problem. Probably probably just a bunch of Chinese people, uh, some, <laughs> some Burisma. And some uh, Romanians. You know, and some whores for Hunter, of course. <laughs> um, all right, what else we got here? Uh, the New York City subway hero, Daniel Penny, turned himself into police, being persecuted by the left-wing media. Luckily, uh, conservatives are stepping up to help him out. A go- Give, Send, Go fundraiser is now over $2 million for him. Oh, uh, good. Legal that's fees and other stuff. Cover all the legal fees. Yeah, uh, Kid Rock is stepping in, donating. Uh, Ron DeSantis is promoting it, bolstering that. So, yeah, we got to step up and support him. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is a persecution, and it really— I think the charges are going to get dropped. I don't know about that, but I think he might be found not guilty. Um, but what I do think that this is a great microcosm for our overall uh, degradation of law and order in this country, that now— the criminal who kidnapped a child, regularly threatened people with violence, uh, executed violence on the subway, said that he was going to kill people, they arrested 41 times. He is the victim, right? Oh, yeah. Not not the hero Marine who, who protected people on the subway. And, you know, that's that's the bad guy now. And that's just the total flipping of things in this country where we're at right now. It's sad. I, I think that. We're, we're in deep trouble that that's really what this has come down to, that the left will defend a criminal who was threatening to kill people and has a long record of hurting people, kidnapping, violence, mental illness uh, against a hero Marine. Also, by the way, we haven't heard yet, and I'm very curious, but we'd love to see the toxicology report for this guy. Oh, I, I bet he had a CVS pharmacy in him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Popped up on all kinds of drugs, which might have contributed to his death. Yeah. Uh, what does that remind you of? I know, right? Yeah. George Floyd. Hmm. Yeah. Really, to the left, this guy's just a discount George Floyd. So, yeah. um, what else we got? Oh, our own Julio Rosas gave testimony yesterday in front of the House Homeland Security Subcommittee about left-wing violence. Well, it was very interesting, and uh, it took an interesting turn at the end. First off. Uh, Julio tore down completely the Democrats' excuse of dismissing violent protests as a small percentage of demonstrations. Roll that clip. I want to be clear. Yes, there were BLM protests that were peaceful. The common statistic that is cited is around 93% of them were peaceful. And to that, I say, thank goodness. Because in that 7% of violence, over $2 billion worth of damage was done to places across the country, sometimes repeatedly in the same area. Dozens of lives were lost and an untold number were hurt or injured, with myself being included. 
Then Julio further went on to explain why these lawless rioters continue to engage with little fear of any consequence. Roll that one. Today's criminals have no fear because why would they? Law enforcement is understaffed, and even when arrests are made, pro-criminal DAs give them sweetheart deals so they can go back out and commit crimes again. What is being done under the guise of anti-racist measures has led to minority communities being terrorized by this encouraged criminal element. Because of what happened three years ago, the far left is emboldened to occupy a force to attack police, the construction company, and the downtown area. It is a forced version of the autonomous zone created in Seattle that was allowed to exist despite its dangers for almost a month in 2020. And so, of course, the Democrats couldn't handle the truth. Uh, Representative Dan Goldman, who's a complete tool, total piece of shit, and if you remember, was one of the lawyers who worked for Pencil Neck Schiff, a leading uh, perpetrator of the Russian collusion hoax. And he now bought his seat in New York. And uh, he attacked Julio personally, his credibility, and attacked us here at Town Hall. Uh, so Julio, however, was ready and defended his truthful reporting on the violence carried out by lawless left-wing organizations. And uh, listen to this great clip of our good friend Julio taking down this piece of shit. thing that uh, one of my colleagues said about you a little while ago, I'd like to give you time to go ahead and do that. Yeah, thank you, Congressman. Well, I, I think it's funny to be to be lectured by an heir to the Levi Strauss uh, Corporation. And, and that, honestly, that's probably why he uh, doesn't consider property damage to be that big of a deal, because not only does he have that, but he also has uh, what some would describe an impossibly good stock portfolio. Um, but what I can tell you is that in these riots that happened uh, three years ago. All right. <laughs> that's your clip of the day right there, folks. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, he's like, we're, we're not supposed to believe the FBI. I'm like, yeah, we don't believe the FBI. <laughs> I was like, did you see the news yesterday? You fucking yeah. retard. Yeah, I mean, what? Like seriously. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we got? Here? Oh, one little bit of good news. This is it right here. Bud Light continues to collapse. Yeah. Another 23.6% collapse in sales. Just it, the, the sales drop is accelerating at this point, which is very interesting given that I thought it might die out a little bit, but people are good to go. They, they're not drinking Bud Light, and I don't think they're going back, and I think that they oh. did they did an incredible permanent harm to their brand. And then you saw Miller Light did something similar, um, mm. not as bad, but another woke ad essentially going over the top with the bullshit. What I'm going to be really interested to see, it's almost Rainbow Month next month. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Where all the corporations are going to change out their logos because they got a virtue signal. Going to be interesting to see how far these woke corporations go, given the backlash from some of these recent uh, campaigns. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, the NHL really didn't uh, get all in on the uh, Pride Days. Remember that? Well, to be fair, they... The Rangers totally like skipped it. <laughs> well, yeah, but like the fact that it even existed in the first place to me. Yeah, like, I know. It's kind of ridiculous. Over the top. Be, but, yeah, given that most of the players hail from countries where uh, this is really not a thing. That yeah. <laughs> it's just typical Americanism, woke virtue signaling. You know, you will be forced to care and you must support this. And it's not just live and let live. Like if you don't support your kids being put in front of drag shows, or shown porn in their elementary school libraries, or let them chop their dicks off, or give puberty blockers to six-year-olds, then you're you're just a bigot, and you you should be sent to the camps. Is essentially what they want. So, all right, very uplifting episode there. Yep. Um, 
<laughs> so, of course, it's time. If you enjoy Triggered and want it uncensored, become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. And so many of you have, and we really are eternally grateful for you. Um, go to go uh, use the promo code Save America, 50% off. We're keeping the sale going. Uh, and get into this club of Patriots. You'll get access to, of course, Triggered Uncensored, but you'll get so much more. Of course, a money-back guarantee to our Triggered listeners. You're the only ones who get it. No one, no one has taken me up on that offer, and we have so many VIP members from Triggered. So we thank you so much, and we will be back here tomorrow for another episode of Triggered. we got to get two episodes in this week. We love mm-hmm. you all. I didn't want to skip for you. I didn't want to get any angry emails, of course. So coming to you from the free state of Florida, we will have another episode tomorrow. Uh, on Thursday, and we will see you then for another episode of Trigger. Later.